Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul love the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. Welcome to That Davis Show. I am your host, Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis. with the executive producer and co-host, of course, Ryan Bukovetsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski 1 on Instagram. Uh, we got a lot to get into today. Um, we got a, a, a nice off top of a former Bears quarterback that coaches at a large university that kind of dabbled or dangled or you know, went to Minnesota, then went back home. He put his, stuck his leg out, then he took it back. Uh, we're, we're I guess Wolverine over skull. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. Exactly. We're going to talk about Jim Harbaugh. Uh, we're going to talk about the Bears' new hires. Um, we're definitely going to talk about the Bulls even being injured, getting back to number one in the Eastern Conference. And uh, Ryan's off top. Maybe it'll be around some um, MLB stuff. So let's jump and dive totally into it. But before we do that, with Vegas Ryan, we have to know what's going down in <laughs> Vegas. Uh, what he's been up to. First of all, you said you've been working out. Are you, are you working out at home? Or are you going to a gym? Going to a gym. LVAC, Las Vegas oh, really? Athletic Club. Okay. Yeah, okay. pretty good gym. It's a little weird. There's like the mask and the unmasks. So uh, it's definitely different i guess than arizona where it was pretty much unmasked at all times with okay. all people uh but besides that stuff um lvac is pretty nice enjoyed a lot uh i still need to go in for some of the perks that i got with the uh the old membership they do a a full body scan and they can even oh. tell you like your cholesterol levels and all this stuff okay so is this to get your bmi yeah, all that stuff, all your okay. your measurements. I'm going to go to the combine, basically. I'm going to get the shorts on. <laughs> so are you waiting to get in shape before you get your body mass index? or? How, yeah, how I, I think uh, I want to do a healthy compromise of that. I didn't want to do it when I first signed up. I think I want to do it, though, before I get too into working out. So I like have this baseline, and then you see the improvement. It kind of like motivates you to keep going type thing. Okay. But... I also didn't want to take it so soon where the numbers would make me so upset that I'd have to go on a binge of eating. <laughs> oh, speaking of binges, uh, I know you said that you've been doing a lot of DoorDash, but last last time we chatted, I believe you were planning on going out um, last weekend. Did you did you go out and did you enjoy the Vegas Street? Yeah, I did go out a little bit. I'm trying to remember exactly what I did. I think it was just out on the strip, kind of just okay. taking it in. Because you can always just people. Oh, yeah, you can always just people on the strip. Now, what's just, the weather? What's the weather right now? Because it's still kind of cool. In yeah, like, it's been crazy windy, which is okay. really weird. But, like, I mean, you're talking max 50s right 50? now. Yeah, let's say and 50 then with that wind, days. like, I yesterday was kind of embarrassing. I went on a walk. I had as much like layers as Chicago on, and I was like, "What am I doing?" 
I had the fleece on. I had this sweatshirt. I had a jacket. I needed the hood to cover my ears. Had to wear shorts under the pants to keep myself even warmer. Two pairs of socks. Yeah, it was bad. Wow. Yeah, we just been shoveling here. So (laughs) that's the workout. So, okay, let's get to the date life. How's the date life been for the Bachelor of Vegas, Ryan? Uh, it's been it's been pretty whatever so far in terms of like people I've been interested in. But it's a really interesting scene overall, because like if you are, let's say, at all on the dating apps or if you're talking to anybody, a lot of times what they want to know is, are you an out of towner or a Vegas local? Basically, if you're an out-of-towner, if you're not looking for, like, a hookup, you're just like, get the hell out of here. So okay. it's like the Vegas locals are, like, together going through the dating world. And these out-of-towners, like, try to almost, like, like slip through the cracks or, like, climb over the fence sneakily. And, like, you don't mention the out-of-towner thing until you have to, until you're pressed. So a lot of the Vegas locals, that's, like, one of the first things that come out of the back. Do you live here? Do you live here? Do you live here? Like they have been through the routine and the wars, so they are ready to go. What wow. part do you live in? Yeah, it's interesting. So, so is this become your first question? Uh, no, not for me because I'm a savage. Like you doesn't care. <laughs> I won't. And on me. top of it, too, uh, I'm a Vegas local, but I'm also not. So I'm kind of playing both sides. I'm like a double agent. <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 good stuff so wait, wait where now that you've been there for a little bit of time and it's not like it's your first time in vegas when you start to date let's say, okay let me give you a couple scenarios uh first date you want to impress somebody where would you take them Ooh, good question um well, I told you about that one place I went to, top of the world with the worst steak ever. It's yeah, a great right. date, except for the food because of the view and everything. Um, I'd probably pick, you know, just some of the f- restaurants near the strip because there's tons. It's It reminds me of like Chicago River North kind of area. There's just a lot of different like clubby kind of scene but a lot of like hip new restaurants so it'll probably be somewhere on the strip or fremont okay okay and if you just wanted to hang out with a a, a date where would you go mm. Mm. well the casino would be up there for yeah. sure casino is a good one because you don't have to put much down you get those drinks flowing True, but how much how 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 much can you talk while you're game? I mean, I guess you can if you're on the slots, but it's like you're over there, I'm over here, and who knows? Well, see, that's the key is the slots. Uh, you got to do slots specifically. Yeah, because like on top of it, if some chick is taking me to the uh, the table to gamble, I'm in trouble right away. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> is that because you 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 don't gamble at the table? Because I'm not right. I'm, 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 I'm not efficient. I'm not what I wouldn't either. I've only I believe I play Pokino. Maybe I forget what I play, but that may be the only thing at a, at a, a casino I've ever played at the table. I guess I may I have played twenty one. I may have played blackjack. I've never played roulette. 
I don't roulette, know. Roulette's a good table game if you want to go with that because you don't have to put much down and you could just sit at the table and you can really like stretch out your gambling. It's not like mm. the blackjacks, the pokers. It's like Annie up. Okay, who's gambling? You're putting all this money down and it's going really fast. You could put down like just a handful of dollars on any given Russian roulette round. Is and Russian then roulette? you. Oh, no, sorry. Roulette. I don't know where the Russian came from. What? <laughs> what type of game? That's a great play? table game. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Wait, I thought we were going to the casino. This is a gun shop. What's <laughs> yeah, happening here? Say, what? No. <laughs> All right. All right. But the other good thing with the roulette, you could just re- bet red or black. And you right. got a 50-50 chance. Right. All right. Cool. So that is this segment from Vegas Ryan and what's going on. What Wait, say, hold Ryan? on. How's uh, Chicago going? I, I hear there's a lot of snow. You heard right. It's man. I was so exhausted. My sweats were wet yesterday. Now, are um, you a shoveler waiting until the snow absolutely ends or are you going in shifts? Depends. Um, so the front we someone clears the front of the house because we had a family member die and they don't really want me to no I'm not but have it but I still have to go do the whole alley so and then yesterday I mean I still have to do Afton's um parking spot and then I cleaned out my neighbor's parking spot and there was no car in that spot so it was full of snow you know what I'm saying ooh, ooh, right yeah. I mean and and yeah. what the worst part the outer edge because like the, the the salt truck came through and it pushed the snow up. So now all that sleet has turned hard. So, yeah. And I mean, it would have to be maybe had to be two feet at least. If not, you know, it was, it was about it was about I would say it was about this high somewhere about it was about that high. Right. <sighs> And it was that I mean, wet snow too, right? It wasn't wet. It was it was wet along the street, oh, but okay. inside of the spot, it wasn't as wet. But it was it wasn't just fresh powder because I did wait um, for one for them to come and do that. So I because I don't want to compact the snow so that it turns to ice. So I so anyway. So that man, I was I was worn out. I did that. Hopped in the shower and hopped on the UC yesterday. Um, the day I got up. And I um, went while I was warming up my ride. I went and clinked out after spot again because the dudes and it wasn't even that much snow today. They came, but they threw the snow in the spot and the salt truck came and it it sled pushed all of the damn sleet into covering the outer edge of the spot, meaning it once it turns to ice, it's going to be hard for it to get in and out of it. Right. So I'm warming up my ride. I clean all of that out. I leave. I go get my kids. I come back home. Right. Just so happens. I open the front door to look and all of the sleet is back covering the spot. Damn oh. salt truck. Salt truck came through again. Oh, so now I'm like, and now I'm not even because I got like a sweet shovel in the garage. It's got like that <laughs> bend on it. So you don't have to dip as low as you used to because of that. It, like that bend itself is like extra help with you when you're doing it. But mm-hmm. so, but it's, we have just a regular shovel at the front of the house. So we have two shovels. So I take the regular shovel and I'm like, I'm not going to put my boots back on because my boots are drying. I grab a pair of old Nikes um, and I, I go out there and it's heavy. I mean, it was it was about this this high, 
but it's all water. It's slush. Yeah. It's slush. Yeah, it's heavy shit. Right. Yeah. So I had to push all of that back. I tried to push it further because I'm just trying to get people to ride over it to get it really down. So she could just, just so she could just pull straight in and pull straight out. So that was my day to day. Um, but that's okay. Chicago. I got a follow up to that. Okay. When do you let the boy take over all that? Oh, stuff? that okay. is the so heart you attack. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Right. Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> Cause I'm thinking that's the heart attack. Snow. That's the back giving the out boy, spasm. The snow. boy was with me. The boy was with me. But the problem is he doesn't have that inner dog yet. So, mm. and I, I don't mean for him to, if you're tired, take a break. Like he sees me, I let my heart, I have to remind myself sometimes, dude, you have to let your heart rate get back down. Cause I'll, I'll wait a second then try to get back into it. And my heart rate hasn't calmed down enough. Right. And I have to be like, mm-hmm. stop. Cause your, your heart's banging right now. Just stop Kenneth. Right. So I don't have a problem with him taking a break, but it's my hands are cold and it's just any reason not to go. And it's at one point it was me, my neighbor and another neighbor and we're out there going and he's standing there. And it's like, I don't have to tell you to do something. It's snow go. So he was out there, but it, it, it became an issue because it's like, dude, you got you can't, you don't want to be a person that just doesn't go. You know what I'm saying? You have to change your mentality. You have to know it's a weakness. You got to go. So that was just ugh, that agitated me to say to the great kid, fantastic kid. But like all of us, he has his flaws like me and some of his flaws he gets from me. Um, so I try to tell him and I, t- I don't just tell him. I tell him the reason I'm telling you this, is because th- these are the things that I tell myself. You know what I'm saying? So you you have to be mindful and tell yourself if you want to overcome it. So I have him out there. It's just he just like we're on that. We're the two different cats. Right. Like, <laughs> And I mean, that's I can't make him me. I can't make him me. And in some plate cases, I don't. But like, you know, like the sports thing, like he's not into sports and that breaks my heart because that was a close connection I had with my dad. But I love my son to death. He's a fantastic kid. And I mean, I can't make you love something. You have to either love it or you don't. So thanks for bringing me down, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, how's that shitty life over there, by the way? All right. It's not shitty, though. I won't take that one. It's not shitty. It's very good. My son is a terrific child. Um, but again, oh, perfect. It's just, and I lifted you up right at the end. We got to so go. We got to got to got to go hard. You got to go hard. But anyway, let's jump back into the show. And you know what time it is. It's time to go off top. Take it from the top. Top. Tippy. Sing it, daddy. Sing it, daddy. Sing it, daddy. Shout out to Red and Meth. Uh, listen, there's a little bit of dalliance. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Twin Cities, with like that, shall I include St. Paul also? Um, and it's funny, and now it didn't come out kind of how I was thinking, but I was thinking the day before yesterday that Jim Harbaugh was probably going to pull something like what he pulled, to be honest with you. I was like, you know what? I bet his ass go back. But I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking, and it hasn't been reported, so I'm going to go along with how it's been reported. I was thinking he'd probably be doing it for leverage to get a better contract at the University of Michigan. So what from what we have heard, Jim Harbaugh went to, to to Minnesota and thought he was going there to just sign a contract and was I guess thrown off to find out no, he was he was brought there to actually do an interview. 
the interview, I guess, didn't go as well as he and the new GM would have hoped. And um, he ended his up guy. going back to yeah, he's uh, I forget what the brother's name is, but he was in the 49ers organization when Harbaugh was there with Trim Balky, I believe. Um, and, he, he, and listen, because dude was like, I'm not going to let you come here and run my organization. Right. <laughs> right. I'm not bringing you coffee again, Jim. Right. So Jim Harbaugh was like, so listen, when I want so and so. Quezzy Adolfo uh, Mensa. OK, Quezzy Adolfo Mensa. Thank you. So Quezzy wasn't having it. Uh, but anyway, Harbaugh went back to Michigan and told them, I will never do this again. And I will leave. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, you, this will be this will happen uh, uh, regularly in the offseason. Um, and I will leave when you guys don't want me here any longer, which, again, I think they're a match made in heaven. It's a coach that can get you wins at a, at a school, a legacy school that is not as easy to get victories as it was back in the days. Right. He did it at Stanford. He was the only one that really turned like nothing against David Shaw. He does a great job, but Stanford hasn't been Stanford since Jim left. Yeah. I mean, but also, I mean, just think about who was the quarterback. Yeah. Andrew Luck was a big part of that. Right. So, I mean, you give me, give David Shaw, Andrew Luck and see how well Stanford. Yeah. I don't want to say anything negative on David Shaw because I think he's a fantastic coach. And he was, and his name was mentioned. Not to say it would, it, it didn't seem like it was going to be likely was, but it was mentioned as perhaps a replacement for Harbaugh had he left. I know the offensive coordinator was an in-house hire, and supposedly he was kind of upset because he thought he was about to get a new job. And Harbaugh was like, "Slow down, <laughs> I'm back." So look, I love all that. You- it was like, "Hey, who's bringing this big blue energy? It's me, Jim Harbaugh. Never Thank leave you. him." Khakis back in the house. Right. Shuddy hug his khakis up on the string. Where does he go, Lulu? He goes Lulu now, right? He got founded as being a fraud at Walmart. Let me get those Lulus going up here in Michigan again. I just have to go to the Twin Cities, get a refill. Come on. We don't have a Lulu out here in Ann Arbor. Wonderful shopping in Minneapolis, especially in the wintertime because they have these sky bridges to connect the buildings together. So you don't have to necessarily live Mm -hmm. leave out, out of the department stores. When I was a kid, I used to love it when we would go up there to visit my great aunt, um, my aunt Lenore and my uncle Thomas um, used to love the Twin Cities. That is a cool city and place. Just too damn cold. But that is a cool place. I I wouldn't say it's a summer city like anywhere near Chicago. It would probably be like, you know, we do the Hall of Fame and Hall of Very Good. They'd be in the Hall of Very Good city, like summer city. Huge mosquitoes in the summertime. Huge mosquitoes. When I was a kid, I mean, those mosquitoes was like this big. Oh, my God. It's all that water up there. I know, all those lakes. I don't know if I said it on here. um, And I I saw when they moved, my, my aunt lived next corner next door to Prince's mama. Hmm. Yeah, Prince went to her school. She was a teacher. Mom was a teacher. And I'm one day, because we didn't know every time we come up there, yeah, Prince mom stays. She ended up moving while during the times we used to come visit, usually during the summer times. But I think we may have come two winters, at least one winter. We definitely were up there in the wintertime. Um, and I remember meeting Prince's mother, and she was like, she was like, hey. She's like, hey. <laughs> you can just tell she was tired. It was just like, yeah, and I, yeah, oh, here comes one of those again. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Purple, purple rain, purple. Yeah, I remember. Yes. My aunt lived right there in Minneapolis, right next door to let you know the neighborhood, right next door to 
Prince's Prince's mom. <laughs> That's it's fantastic. It's a decent neighborhood, you know, uh, especially for a metropolitan area. You know what I'm saying? It was one of those they, places they well for those school systems, right? They there, didn't huh? have any gate. Like majority of the, the yards didn't have gates or whatever. So you know when you're in like that, it's like wait, y'all y'all not y'all don't have property lines. You're not stopping people from just walking through your yard. What are you doing out here, right? <laughs> what are we out in the middle of nowhere, rural America? Like I like when I used to visit my I, I had another one of my great aunts. She lived in Delavan, Wisconsin. And we used to visit her and you just run through the yards and you was in somebody else's just they had a nice big yard, but you being somewhere and like you grew up in the city, you're used to gates. Not to say we didn't right. hop the gate and get in your yard, but you were sure. used to gates. But uh yeah, that was my story about Minneapolis, Minnesota. But getting all the way back. To Jim Harbaugh and his little shake it, shake it, baby, shake it. <laughs> boy, boy, boy. And not to say that had it had it been a situation with the Bears, perhaps he would have taken his job. But going off of what happened, one, the Bears. What is the noise? You Did you a Zoom it? call? Yeah, sounded like a Zoom call. Actually, I don't no, know. That? That's something I heard some, something went whoop, whoop, whoop. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> but look, Jim Harbaugh's ears are exactly. burning. He's hearing this. All the hey, Bears Ken, let me give it to you straight. that were so, and you've known from I, on several platforms when I've been like, I'm good. I think Jim Harbaugh, look, would I, would I have hired Jim Harbaugh? Yes. Am I good off of not hire him? Hell yes. Because I did not want to give him the type of contract to make him leave a, a something a program like Michigan, which basically will let him stay there, especially if he keeps winning eight to ten games every year for perpetuity until he goes. He until honestly he goes needs out. to make like what a couple more playoffs, and they're just and that's it. Like beat Ohio and beat Ohio State once or twice in the next five years, and he's good. So I, if you you to give him for you to make something so appealing for him to give up that security, you're going to have to provide him with extra security. And in that situation, I don't think he, he, I don't, I, I said it before, Bill Belichick, Bill Walsh, the rest of these guys, I wouldn't give it to, I wouldn't give it to, um, to, uh, to, to Mike Tomlin. I wouldn't give it to Mike Tomlin. You know what I'm saying? Like he'd probably I be the top candidate. In the NFL for that, right? If you he were going to give it, maybe. But I don't. I mean, again, he's been in the AFC and he's had he's had the Patriots to run up against, right? A lot, right? But still, no, not. I wouldn't give it to. And first of all, I don't. I think if Patrick Mahomes wasn't wasn't there, Andy Reid is close to leaving. To be honest with you, so I don't want to be in a situation where he leaves me high and dry. I, but I guess I can get out of that contract, perhaps. Well, I don't know how the language is as far as he retires during and how much, if any, I would have to pay him. But mm-hmm. I don't the, look. Andy Reid has won how many Super Bowls? One. Mike Tomlin has won how many Super Bowls? Is it just one? Yes, it's one. All right, it's one. It's one. I'm not paying you. Up close eight to ten million dollars a year and giving you seven to ten years of security, and you've won one effing Super Bowl. And Jim Harbaugh, yeah, Jim Harbaugh hasn't won one, and John Gruden won one with Tony Dungy's team, right? right, Playing against his old team, all right? Right. Do you like (laughs) no, no, like, do you like when you listen? Case in point, and even though he had been going and he had been doing NASCAR, I get. And, you know, F Daniel Snyder. But I get Daniel Snyder 
giving that team to Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks, I believe, as, as the Washington football team's head coach. That's a, like when you get to three Super Bowls and more, then let's start talking. You know what I'm saying? Then I, and again, he had been there before. Now, he had totally left football, so you don't know really does he – and the football had changed since Joe Gibbs had left with Joe Gibbs racing so on and so forth. But I get it. You know what I'm saying? Why you would give that to him or whatever. But most of these guys don't deserve that. And you're putting yeah. yourself in a situation where you're going to be waiting out his contract to, to where it, uh, to where it's um, ap- to where it doesn't hurt you enough to get rid of the coach is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So you're going to wait to you're the not last eating years. 50 million dollars. You. You're not going to eat 50 million dollars. You know, we're going to defer the hell out of it, but you're not eating 50 million. So it's just a situation where it's just like, you know what? I don't want to get into that with you because one, I don't even think you deserve your, I don't think your history is commiserate with that salary and that length of contract. In my opinion. What about, let's say, cause I don't disagree with anything you're saying, but I wanted Jim Harbaugh. I'm okay with them not getting Jim Harbaugh. What if he did go to Minnesota? Is that a black mark on the bears? Is that something where it's maybe different in your mind? No, because I, I, I dude, I think one, that deal was going to be crazy. And I would have looked at Minnesota like, all right, so I, now I would compare with the Bears' success to them, all right? But what I would do, because, I mean, he's he's a good coach. He's a, he's a real good coach. So even with Kirk Cousins for a year, you think he would probably get some success over there, simplify the system to not perhaps let put the ball in his hands in certain situations, perhaps run the ball uh, with Dalvin Cook at the back and then try to coach up uh, Mond and so on and so forth. But I don't think they got something where I'm really that afraid or worried. So if the Bears with Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus were on the same level, if not better, no. And I don't know. Let me, I'm not saying, like, I don't know what's going to happen with the Bears. Right. Ryan Poles. But both of those guys, in full disclosure, um, when I – the day before – the Two days before Ryan Poles was hired, he made the most sense to me. When looking at look at everyone's resume, who had that the Bears had as a finalist, and who they not that even as a finalist, who they had brought in, it was like you know what, it makes more sense to go with the guy that's been in Kansas City. Look at Kansas City's success. Then you found out that he had been there for three general managers. It was like all right, and I didn't and even a know finalist for like four jobs, including exactly. one last year. And I year. didn't even know I didn't even know he's a brother. All right, it's like bring all right, I, I like that. And Alex Shapiro from NBC Sports, a writer um, that's also one of the co-hosts of Under Center Podcast, he brought us Matt Eberflus. So I, after that, and just that made me read up on my own Matt Eberflus and being like, okay, so Lovey, I'm all right, that ain't bad. Maybe, and if he's better than Lovey, I'm all right. I kind of like it. Now again, that may not happen. I'm just telling. Yeah. I'm giving you my thought process. That may, he may be worse than Lovey. Um, it may not happen. We will see. But I don't think the Bears – I do think, and I, period, Ryan Pose should have, even if he was going with Matt Eberflus, opened up more slots for coaching interviews just for the look of it. And people would say, well, maybe he would say, well, why do it if it was just for the look? Just because you're setting the tone. If you especially, I mean, like you, you people around the league, you don't have to be in Chicago to know what's going on in Chicago, what's been said and whatnot. You're setting the tone that this is your ship, all right? And mm-hmm. if – and I think you you needed to do that, um, regardless of if you have an affinity for this owner that you just met that picked you up or not. Um, you need to set a standard and let everybody know that the buck stops with you, which primarily usually the buck probably will 
when it comes to football stuff, depending on how much he, he gets to spend and whatnot. But it wouldn't have made like me. It wouldn't have, I wasn't one of those people. I'm sorry. I wasn't one of those people that I would have been mad at the Bears if if, if Harbaugh would have ended up there. But I would have I needed to know more of what how they checked him out. You know what I'm saying? Because from mm-hmm. what from what it seems like to me, you hear some people say they didn't do anything um, like like Dave once did on under center. And then you hear some people say, you know, they kind of asked them and we really were kind of what they heard. It was like, you know what? We're not willing to do that, which I mean, look at it. Who was that? Think about it. If any of these NBA NFL teams wanted Jim Harbaugh, and I mean, want by I'm going to give you what you want. He wouldn't be in Michigan right now. So what did they tell us? Like, think about it. What did these owners really tell us? One, maybe they're not willing to give up that much power. But two, I don't, I don't want to give up power and I want to get pay you that type of money, especially when people look at what happened with Gruden. And I'm not even talking about the, the, the emails from, from the Washington right. football team. It wasn't working just, anyways. It was a shit show. Like, let's just be honest. And I still, I'll stand by. I don't know how that team would have ended had he been there all year. And most right. people will say, well, killer. They he made the Bears better. look good. I don't, right. I don't know if he would have done Bears look good. I don't know if he would have. They would have been better. So, I mean, do you want to step back into that situation? And look, Harbaugh. And again, I, I don't think it's going to. It would be long for him to readjust compared to Gruden because at least he's coaching still. But to think right. he hasn't coached NFL football in seven seasons. Yeah, and I think it was also kind of a perfect storm against him because I mean, who are the places that would pay that money? The Raiders. They just have to eat a contract for John Gruden. They're not going to do that again, probably. I mean, right. you figure maybe Al Davis because he or the junior because he's crazy. Mark, Mark Davis. Yeah, Mark Davis. Um, but it was kind of obvious, right, that they were going to think about what they had to get Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, they had to buy that dude. I'm think sure. About it. I'm sure. He, that he Josh McDaniels contract can't be light. It can't be light. No. no I would like to know. It was probably light compared to that Jim Harbaugh that they're like, give us that, give us that, that second option right, right there. Right, right, right. And then what's the other place? Miami? If Stephen Ross was all real that he doesn't want to lure in his faithful Michigander head coach because that's his, he's the biggest booster there at Michigan, there wasn't too many other spots that were going to write out that type of check. Right. So, again, to me, it's just funny. For everyone that was making much to do about nothing when it came to Jim Harbaugh. Well, I definitely felt the relief when he said, I'm going back to Michigan. I was like, Oof, okay. I mean, I mean, and Kevin you know O'Connell what? can be great. Maybe he won't be. Who knows? But it was just, I didn't like, I just would not have liked. And I'm with you. It doesn't mean anything because Matty Berflus could be better than Jim Harbaugh as an NFL coach. We don't know that. It's a hard bar for him to to really like actually attain because Jim Harbaugh has been to his one had a ton of success with the 49ers. He's mm-hmm. just been labeled as difficult to work with. And I think that's the main issue. It's like he is very difficult to work with. And the Bears just being like, now nah, we're good on that. It's like y'all y'all need to maybe get somebody that's difficult to work with. So you need to start relaxing with this. I need the perfect candidates that I feel safe to leave my office type thing. Like that's part of the reason why you've been losing for a long time. That's not saying anything against polls and Eberflus because they could be tremendous, but we're all going through the first timer again. We've got the virgins, the the normal Chicago virgins when it comes to OC head coach and GM. And your points are valid. But outside of Josh McDaniels, all of these coaches are virgins. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? 
And I mean, that goes into, you know, if you check out, we did a real deep dive on under center about the Brian Flores. I went off yesterday. So just, if you want to, if you want any discussion on that, uh, go to under center Chicago, um, and check out a discussion on Brian Flores. And as, as Ryan just talked about, uh, Stephen Ross, um, we had a discussion on that. Um, I mean, I, I'm open if you had anything you want to say about that later, Ryan, but all these guys are virgins. So, and I mean, it still asks the question with all these teams choosing virgin head coaches outside of co head coaches, choosing coaches who have never been head coaches in the NFL before outside of Josh McDaniels. Why? And Jim and Jim Harbaugh's out there. Why isn't someone going after him hard? And I also think these people and the same stuff we've heard about the Bears, probably they kicked the tires and they didn't like what they were hearing. It was right. like, yeah, that does. That doesn't sound like appealing to me. You know what I'm saying? What I have to give you in order for you to leave there. So uh, I'm not mad. I'm again. I'm and, then, and then I'm, I'm not absolving the Bears. I'm just not mad at them about Jim Harbaugh. And the thing that I kept saying to anybody, we keep acting like he like he's easy to play along with. He's not. He's not. We know. Like we can't lie about that. Doesn't mean he won't be successful. But there, there's a problem, and you saw it rise up again with the situation with Minnesota. So I wasn't – I mean, even though I, he was a guy that if he wanted to come here, I was down for it. Don't get me twisted. But as far as going all out and being upset with the Bears about it, I wasn't going to do that because Jim Harbaugh has warts. If you, I get it. He used to play for the team. Okay, that's cool. That's sweet or whatever. Yes, I did want him back when he was at San Diego State and Stanford – I did want him to be the Bears head coach, even with the 49ers. But after a minute of him being in Michigan, that started to wane with me. If, if Again, if he's hired, I'm not dissing it, but I just I'll give you a, a side eye when you're talking about that contract and that 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 term for someone who's never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he's been the one. It's a it's a it's a gang of guys that's been in the Super Bowl that I would get that contract to. All right. So Give love, you know, maybe maybe that's our our red flag. I mean, he hired Juan Castillo as an assistant. That should be a a big red flag against Jim. (laughs) So, dude, so for me, for me, that was just I I was good. Like if he ended up in Minnesota, I knew we I was going to have to talk about it often and it would be thrown up. But in my head, I prepared myself to be like, okay, because I'm I'm ready to see what happens with the Bears. Right. That's kind of where my mindset yeah. is. It's Let's like, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll tell you when I get a new car, like I, when I shop for vehicles and I haven't had a new car in a very long time. But when I was back in the days, I used to get a new car a little bit often. All right. And when I shop for vehicles, I go and get all the materials and try to find out who's selling what for what, what's the values and all of that stuff. Right. Just stock up and read, read, read. As soon as I get that car, I don't pick those things up again. Right. Like, because right. I don't even want in my head think about, man, I want this car. No, I have this one. I'm not even putting that. So it, th- even with the Bears right now, they're locked in. I want to see what happens. Right. So that's where my mindset is right now. So it, with, with the hardball thing, I had kind of for me personally, I had kind of moved off of it. And then to see Minnesota pop out, I, I told you the day before I thought he's pulling the fast one and he pulled the fast one. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Oh, you're not just paying me a lot of money? I guess I'll go back to Michigan. Right. Interview over. Oh, right. I can't. I oh, want to see have, that mic drop. You, you have fine china on this table. Shrimp. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Quezzy, be a deer and get me another coffee like back in the day. 
exactly. So. I need a pen also to sign this contract here. I'm good. I'm good. So look, we feel, we found out the Bears are filling out their coaching staff. Uh, the former coach, Indianapolis coach, defensive back and safety coach, Alan Williams, is now their defensive coordinator. And you have Dave Borganzi. It's the former linebackers coach in India. Now he will have the same role here in Chicago. And Chris Morgan is the Bears offensive uh, line coach. And he comes from the Steelers. But more importantly, he was with the Atlanta Falcons during the Super Bowl run where Tom Brady, with Tom Brady, all Kyle over Shanahan, the face. Matt LaFleur, all those guys. Yeah, so the Bears have, are, are, are figuring out, are, are finding, uh, uh, putting in places their roster we knew. And there still maybe should be one more person, I believe, coming from the Colts that hasn't been announced. Maybe that's changed because I, I thought they said yeah, that he was bringing they, four four mm-hmm. staff members with him, and that's only two. Now, perhaps those could be uh, uh, they could be in these departments of these coaches. As far as uh, the 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 um, the linebackers coach, maybe an assistant coach or something that may be coming along, but I, I look forward to it. Look, I don't know. I mean, it's cool. I'm happy. I'll say this. One thing. Shout out to Chris Ballard, the gift that keeps on giving. Um, one thing <laughs> is that Matt Eberflus is allowed to bring over basically his staff because a lot of times you're scrambling trying to find someone to do what you want. He has people that know exactly how he does it and what to do, right? So you, this should be this should be closer to being effortless, effortless outside of just getting the players to know this new system and it become a secondhand uh, uh, knowledge and verbiage to them. Uh, it should be so like you have all these coaches who've done it, you know. So he's not training the coaches up to train the players. He's just him and the coaches now getting the players accustomed to what they want on the defensive side. So defensively. This should be moving. This should be humming. You know what I'm saying? I'll be interested in finding out who are they looking at to perhaps play tackle, defensive tackles in this in this four yeah, three. I mean, that it's, it's and middle two. linebacker and like yeah, a but, slot. But the the thing with the middle linebacker is, and I, I had to say this on uh, Sean and Maya on Monday. You know that Erlacher was an outlier in the cover two, right? Like, tell mm-hmm. me, tell mm-hmm. me who the middle linebacker was for the Tampa Bay Bucks when they won the Super Bowl. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. Don't have that. Yeah, right. Shelton Quarles. Yeah, but don't you think how the cover two has kind of adjusted to the game now? They don't need Brian Erlacher, but you do need a guy that can cover ground. I'm not saying you don't. I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm, I'm not saying you don't. I'm just pointing out that. Yeah, because they don't need Brian Yeah, because of the real person was was Lance. As far as how the system is set up, the weak side linebacker is where everything is funneled to. So you're going to move. And they were just ahead of the curve because they had that freak of nature. We're just right. covering the middle. Everything really is getting funneled, even though the passing game's opening up. Right. So again, I'm not saying you don't want to have good linebackers. It's not at all what I'm yeah, saying. No. I'm just pointing but out. You, you don't need to like trade up to the top ten to get your right. Brian you don't linebacker. need to, no your 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 the, your linebacker that's most important in the cover two is the weak side linebacker, which we assume Roquan will be assuming that role. He's that's that your Derek Brooks. He's supposed to be your Derek Brooks, your Lance Briggs. You know what I'm saying? That's the most important person on that in, in that second tier on the defense. You know what I'm saying? So, we'll look, I look forward to seeing it. I look forward to seeing how, how about the the offensive coaches. 
What about him? Who who are they? Oh, we got we got Getsy. I forgot we got Luke Getz. Well, you got um, Luke Getzey. The quarterbacks mm-hmm. coach is Andrew John Janico. Janico. I might be pronouncing that wrong. J a n o c k o from the Vikings. Also another Shanahan. You got Tyke Tolbert, which I'm really excited about at wide receivers coach. He is actually really renowned for what he's done. And fun fact, worked with Charles Tilbin in college at, uh, what was it, Louisiana Tech? Louisiana, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you mentioned Chris Morgan. It seems like they're going to run a lot of the Shanahan offense, and I'm liking it. it, it it's sexy. Run. Take advantage of David Montgomery while he's still young. All right, put the ball. Right, in and you hands. got Khalil Herbert to take yes, over you when Khalil you get rid Herbert. of that contract. You can, you're not forcing everything onto Justin Fields, and I mean, even if you, I mean, imagine if you had Jimmy Garoppolo playing at his best consistently. I mean, I think that's what you're kind of initially. While I'll say Justin Fields and Trey Lance are growing, if the system is similar to what Kyle Shanahan is running. You're not trying to throw everything on these these youngsters. You're just trying to get them prepared and give them certain opportunities where they need to hit. But you're not trying to put foist everything on top of them. So, no, the staff so far, it, it definitely sounds good. You know how much I love. And I know there are people that can't stand Kyle Shanahan. I love him. All right. Does he get it? Has he gotten it done yet? Stand Kyle Shanahan. He hasn't gotten it done yet, but for, for him to run the ball and for I mean to, to get as much out of the offense through not having to be ch- full of tricks and whatnot you know what I'm right. saying gadgets right. or whatever just I mean using force but also being someone who can get the ball down like it's not like they I mean you had Brandon Ayuk and you have Debo basically and Brandon Ayuk and you knew from last year from our previews was up and down and even this year was up and down um, so it's not like they got this 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 great core of receivers. Debo is a monster, you know, right? So you Debo makes that receivers core work. Right, he makes it work. But again, I'm, if it works, if it works, oh yeah, definitely in Kittle. If it works, I'm with it. Um, but we don't know. And I mean, we, uh, we, one thing we do know is uh, supposedly our general manager is proficient at offensive line, offensive line, and um, assistant general down. manager. Right. And Ian Cunningham, too. So, hey, if they can get that line straight, all of this should be great for the most part. I can't get out of my head the sexiness of a long Shanahan fundamental stretch play to the left-hand side or whichever side, let's say the strong side, and you got that heavy play-action bootleg of Justin Fields going weak side with all that defense flowing the other way. Right. Ooh, baby, I can't get that thought out of my head. <laughs> Cannot. I am about it. Let's attack the edges with him. Downfield passing at that point. The boot running it. If they can get a couple players that can really, like if they can coach it up and can really run that Shanahan system. Because it's, it's the Gary Kubiak, right? It's all that stuff. It's heavy run. Play action downfield. I think those mm-hmm. are the two most important things that need to be highlighted about Justin Fields' game this year. Get that run game going, even with him, so you can get that play action downfield going. And then you just got to throw enough, really, just in the short, intermediate passing, maybe even the medium, try to bring those safeties down so you can attack over the top. But the the Tyke Tolbert, I brought that up, is really interesting because he basically every stop he's been in, 
you've seen him improve young guys to become good receivers. His probably biggest fame was Anquan Bolden, but it was also the Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, Emmanuel Sanders of the Broncos when they were doing that with Peyton Manning. So I like that pickup. If he can kind of get Darnell another level, and I just I have this feeling that they're just going to collect. I think they're going to do the track room 2.0, but through the draft. I don't think that it's going to be signing the free agents to create the track room. I think they're going to try to recreate the track room with young players from the draft throughout the Okay. I mean, I'm sure they're going to bring in some free agents too, as far as perhaps. Yes. Yeah, especially someone I don't that know may if you need it for receiver though. You only got one receiver signed though. I know, but like, you I guess it would a, just depend a, a what old roster of young. You got to have a vet up. I mean, I guess you say Darnell Mooney may be the vet, but well, you like have you can get a vet. cheap vet. I guess yeah, that's depends, what I'm saying. I'm not talking like, about. I'm not talking about overspending at all. I'm okay. just saying you would think you want. Someone because it just for me, the draft every year from now on is essentially strong at receiver. And you're right, you don't don't want young guys only, but you just need enough veteran. And I don't want to spend too much of their money. I'm with you, they don't have it, doesn't matter. They're they're throughout every year, one of the strongest positions. I'm not, I'm not denying that, and I, I do believe perhaps they'll take one at the second round. But you don't have a first and a fourth. And Omero Kuyper's draft, um, uh, last mock draft, he had like all of the top r- r- receivers going in the first. Like I, I thought maybe a uh, 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 Luve, whatever the, the, the kid at Ohio State, uh, I thought perhaps he may drop to the second. It was like, nope. I was like, damn it. But um, so that like, I'm with you. I'm just saying, but you, you, I mean, because think about it. If you only have what second. Your third, your fifth, your sixth, your seventh. They, you only have they, five uh, draft picks, right? Did they, they? They did. They traded and got like another fifth or six, I believe. But yeah, the, thought, the point. Let me pull it up. But I thought they yeah. had the. They didn't have the third. They had the fourth. I could. Be I thought they didn't that. have the fourth. So I they have the thirty ninth overall. And then they have, you're right, the third round, 71 overall. Then they have the fifth round, 147 overall via Houston. And that's the Anthony Miller exchange. Another fifth round, 149 is theirs. And a sixth round, that's 184. Okay, so you can't go. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, that's that's only five spots to go three receivers. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) You're right. Get the veteran. You got Darnell. Couple of young guys, couple of undrafted guys. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm saying if, if if you're gonna take one in the first, I mean, the second or third, and then at the back end another guy just to take a flyer on, but definitely some undrafted guys, and also some guys that maybe know these coaches that are looking to, to perhaps catch on at some place where there's a lot of opportunity, and there's no established vet outside of Darnell Mooney. To be fair, I don't think I'd want him to go receiver in the second or third round. I'd probably want them to go elsewhere. Just depends, I guess, who's available, who, what's the strengths of the draft. But I love the idea. Make sure you got that O-line. Forget this get, playing around. Three technique. Maybe that three technique yeah. guy. You need that three is, technique. That, you know, because think about it. You don't even hear people, not to say that, you know, it's still not valuable, but you don't hear people talking about three technique guys like they were a decade ago. You know what I'm no. saying? So no. maybe and you. On top of it, the Colts had two. They had DeForest Buckner, but sometimes he'd come off on passing downs and they'd have their speed three technique rusher. Right. So, again, 
We'll see. We'll see. I, I, it, it sounds good, but the Bears don't deserve us giving them the benefit of the doubt, and we will have, have a wait-and-see type of mindset when it comes to what's happening with the Bears moving forward. But the, the draft of free agency will be our first report cards. And we, In all fairness, it takes a minute to kind of know if those things worked out, but we will review and hate if hate is needed. I got a, I got a Bears prediction. I think they're going to make a trade of players – before the draft. What what you mean who? Well, you got to get you got to go deeper than that, bro. Well, let me let me fully let me fully work it out. I just had this thought yesterday, but I'm feeling they're going to make a trade. I'll get it to you next show. The new Bears trade. Dude, I'm happy with my rush ends right now, man. I want to see how it's going to work. <laughs> I know, I want to see that too. That's not the But I feel one. like you're get, I feel like you're trading away one of them already. <laughs> I might. I might. Yeah, yeah, but like, that I, I, that is some sexy four man rush right there. I'm saying you spent money on it. You made as well see what's going on with it. But you got one man breaking your franchise record in sacks. You got the other man that has the bank. Let them go upfield together. Right. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. What you got for me? Let's talk some Bulls basketball. Ready for up for grabs? Ah, oh, my bad. I didn't know this was a part of up for grabs. Everyone uh, know this. I am messing up. I didn't. I thought the other one was up for grabs. <laughs> Don't you think? I mean, isn't this thrilling? Everything's up for grabs. All right, Brian Bisky, what do you have for me? Uh, Bulls are back in first place in the East. Is this kind of like them pulling it back together like they were earlier need- when they looked a little sexier? I mean, I mean, one, they're they they're coached well and they 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 have uh they have some go get it in them. And of course IO has been so pleasant. Shout out to him making it to the Rising Stars game. Oh, you fools that didn't draft him. Um shout out. Doesn't it feel good? Like it feels like the Bulls, like a Chicago team gets a steal. Oh, right. And he's a, a local it. kid, too. Like, but like, yes, that it, it, it makes you especially thinking about having a new front office and hoping that they would bring something like this to where uh, a diamond in the rough, even though he's not a, a, in the rough to us because he was at Illinois. But how these other people kind of basically didn't really think he was as great as what he is. And now we get to benefit from it as a city and as a Bulls organization. Um, and on top of it, too. You trade away all your first round picks, right? For the like, first round uh, pick, Ucevic and everything, and you're thinking, "Boy, we ain't getting nothing with this second rounder." And you might got a lottery pick type player. Yeah, he's he, he's definitely. Listen, if you stack him in this draft, this last year's draft. Again, he's a lottery player. Now, if we wait four to five years to see how some of these other players may grow, I still think he probably is a back end of the lottery, to be honest with you. He may be. And when I say back end, he may be higher than that. He may be around nine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not talking 14 because like how many. Okay, looking at this year's uh, Mobley, definitely Porter, definitely uh, Kate Motorcade, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Green, right? Jalen. Yeah, Jalen Green in Houston, you know, and I mean those are just uh, Kamunga, probably two in with the, with the Warriors, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, so that's like four right there. He do if at, at when it's all said and done, when they redo this draft in four to five years, he's gonna be have been a lottery pick, period. And the Bulls, that's something that we hadn't seen them do, particularly second round, but really since Jimmy 
is the last time they took a player and it's the gym and Thibodeau didn't play Jimmy his rookie year, but, and it took Jimmy some years to really become Jimmy, but that's the last time when we had someone as of right now, what IO is doing be a, a late round, a, a second round or a late first round pick and just turn up all the effing way. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to your point, I mean, the Bulls, I mean, they they really set this team up well. The only problem is they got COVID and got hurt, and now they're hurt again. You know what I'm saying? But you look at like look at look at what the Nets are going through right now with KD being hurt, Kyrie in his part-time mess, and and, and James Harden having such a, an off-season scoring-wise, you know, and you look at the 76ers who are killing it with just one all-star, but these teams that we were afraid of. You're not as afraid of them. I still, I'm still going to put Milwaukee up there. I'm still going to put the Heat, if healthy, up there. I think the Bulls perhaps would beat the 76ers, but that will be a knockout, drag out. I don't know. It's a bad matchup for them. It's a bad matchup for them, especially with who may probably be the MVP and Joel Embiid if he doesn't get hurt this year, like he did last year when he missed significant games and then went to the Joker. Um, but. Man, I'm, the, the Nets, I, yeah, they sh- on paper they should beat the Bulls, but like all it takes is for them to have two bad games with their full accoutrement of players where they think they should be on it at the UC. You know what I'm saying? Where all it is, if the Bears, can, I mean, the Bulls can sit there and 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 take a game that they're planning on winning here from them, right. knowing that when you're playing at the Barclay, Kyrie can't play you may be able to do something. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. as a whole, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. One of the best parts of what the Bulls are doing, it doesn't, one, I'm not saying that they would have, it doesn't have, it shouldn't make them feel uh, pressured at the trade deadline. You know what I'm saying? Looking at when you saw, when you knew, all right, Zach Levine's going to be out for for five more weeks. Uh, Alex Caruso is going to be out for four and a half, I believe, weeks about now. Um, Cause he had his surgery a, a little bit earlier than Zach had his. Um, it may, may, that may, may you have you in a situation where you're like, I don't, we don't want to one fall into the play in. Maybe we need to make a move. We were talking about this. Now we need to do it. Now you have more of a feeling that, okay, we can tread water. And I mean, tread water, still stay on top of the East or stay in the top three and wait for our reinforcements to return. And perhaps Patrick Williams may be back. So that would be like us getting a big anyway, you know what I'm saying? Through yeah, the, through especially a, a defensive big that's exactly what you need the most. exactly. So I mean, it, it's it, you have to feel good. You have to I mean, but that I mean that's what we've been saying about this team since the preseason. You know what I'm saying? Like everything we said about the season team in the preseason, fortunately, it was true. And you can't really take. And I remember people like it's the preseason. It's like yeah, but there's something different here. You know what I'm saying? Like there's all well, people were see. like up in arms with DeMar for for how long until finally it was like, oh, yeah, I kind of like that. DeRozan Which dude. never made sense to me. me as how people, that's that was always weird that people were saying that was the worst time. What are you talking about? Right. Like, dude, no, take him off of this team and just have what they had. They would listen. They will probably be like they'd be four, a fun little squad. They'd be a fun. Yeah, they would. But you dog, you wouldn't have that vet. That's that. I mean, I'll, I'll forget that the game winners too. That's what I say. That like, just dude, are you cr- like when people say? Now I'm not gonna sit here and think I thought I thought they were gonna own the East. I'm not gonna say sure, that. I thought sure. they would be. I thought they could. But be we said it on three. here. We were we were like, this is something. Like they this might not something. be the best in the East. They might not end up being one of the best teams or really title contenders. But they, this is a something. 
Like you got guys that can just flat out score. Regular season wise, like it or not, and they they probably only have to do it for another few weeks. They're the best team in the East as far as record wise. All right, I'm not mm-hmm. saying now. I'm not saying they're the best team in the East, but you have to say that they they have been the most consistent team in the Eastern Conference all season long, and that's with injuries and COVID ravaging their team. And COVID ravaged this team really before it started ravaging a lot of other teams. Right. I mean, and it, they were the it, first it hit, one, really. They were, yeah, they were the first team to really have to cancel games and whatnot. So. I tip my hat off to Billy Donovan, Arturis Kondosovic, and Mark Eversley, and all of those players for changing the culture at the UC, um, something that's been needed, and also the buy-in by a, a young star in Zach Levine not being selfish, you know what I'm saying, playing hurt. Um, Zach's been nicked up the whole year, and he's still been trying to get himself out there. And to a lot of those guys playing like that, man, it, it's a, it's definitely a feel good story. And I hope it's not a, um, an aberration where this is one of those teams where you'd be like, let's see what happens the next year, and they they fall yeah. into that trap. I hope I hope it's not. I hope this is basically what it is. And the great thing about this team is, in it, next year it shouldn't be a drastic decline in their older older players, but they have younger players that should be getting increased minutes in the IO in a Patrick Williams definitely depending on if he starts or not when he comes. He shouldn't start when he comes back. And I thought, like I said on here, he probably at some point should have went to the bench for Green because he it wasn't clicking and he had missed so much time in the preseason but um you you got young players that can give you something too and at the back end of this bad like they're not just just scrubs and nobodies you got some right. some young some young cats back there so i'm i'm feeling good i mean i wish they had a um i wish they had a they do it they have a first round pick but it's a it's portland's or something this year yeah it's protected uh yeah they most likely will not have a pick this year because portland of course so bad. Yeah, they're so bad they're so bad i think it so has bad. to be above the lottery i think it has to be above 14, 14 for them okay. to get it are you ready for ah. some eastern and western conference reserves let's do it uh, let's start with the West. All of these just announced. So we got Devin Booker, okay. Luka Doncic, okay. Donovan Mitchell, mm-hmm. Chris Paul, Draymond mm-hmm. Green, mm-hmm. Carl Anthony Towns, and Rudy Gobert. Whoa, 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 whoa. Could you give me the guards again real quick? Yes. Chris Paul, Donovan okay. Mitchell, yeah. Luka Doncic, and Devin Booker. Healthy has Donovan Mitchell been? He's been healthy majority of this year. Yeah, I think he's gone through a couple nagging things, but I think he's been there for the most part. And I know record wise has to play. I don't. I, I, I guess. And now maybe I'm. I'm just. I, I, Anthony Edwards isn't anywhere. I mean, I'm, I'm, maybe it's just because I'm a sucker for Anthony Edwards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, it's no, like if cat if cat's gonna be here, I mean, we're, bring the show with him. All right, like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so that okay, okay, that's for me right now. Looking at that squad, because Jaw's starting, so I don't have to worry about saying anything about him not making the team. Um, I, and again, I could be missing somebody. I feel like I, I love, and I listen. Donovan Mitchell is a stud. All right, it's just that I, again, he was he was out last year, and I haven't been locked into how healthy he's been this year. I have seen him out on the court. Um, but that's my only thought. It's just my Anthony Edwards. I love me some Anthony Edwards. All right, let me get the East. So we got Jimmy Butler, 
We also have Darius Garland, James mm-hmm. Harden, mm-hmm. Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, and Fred Van Vliet. That's hard. Damn, that's hard. Hey, it's not a lot of hate. Um, usually, uh, if you were a key player in a championship team, you get to you. You is growing up, you would end up on a roster like this. So Drew Holiday, perhaps, but Fred VanVleet is doing so much more of the work himself in Toronto. Um, Garland making it on there. Tony is, is was really big on Garland before this year. I hadn't paid as much attention to him coming out. That's of who I Vanderbilt. wanted when they uh, got Kobe White. I was. I wanted Kobe, and I clearly I was wrong. I wanted Kobe um, because Garrett Garland missed so much time at Vandy. It's yeah, not like he had really that ACL, sit. so it was right. very risky. But really I just liked him. Um, I would. You know what? I but see the problem is. You got to give the Cavs somebody because how well they've played this year. Um, and at least every James probably Harden the one. No, you got to put some respect on that. man. I mean, think okay. about okay. the fact that at one point they were number one in the East and they've been fluttering around the top. And he's been the only player that's been there majority of the season. And yeah. yes, his scoring is down, but his assist numbers are still bananas. I mean, and on top of that, to be honest with you, James Harden, like James Harden, has put in so much for the NBA. He can have one bad year, a quote unquote bad year for James Harden. And it's like, you got to put some respect on his name. I know some people don't find his game appealing, but the truth is the num- numbers don't lie. Men lie, women lie, the numbers don't lie. And James Harden <laughs> has numbers. All right, period. All I'm right? with you. I'm so with like, you. He's, one of the, he's one of the greatest shooting guards ever or combo guards ever to lace up his the basketball shoes. Just put some respect on his name. But I like we I said, were I think you, uh, team Harden together in that year against Giannis when he was scoring 36 a game. It was like, give this man his trophy. Give him dog. James Harden honestly could have at least three more MVPs. All right. Because the year to me that uh, Russell Westbrook won it, should have went to James Harden. That was the yes. first year yes. that a player on a team that was not successful or as successful won a like, dude, I don't you got and and all I, he I, did I, was break a record. I mean, it was I mean, a look, great record. It was a great record. It was a great record. But even when Oscar did that initially, he didn't win MVP that year. All right. Just think about that. When the first year Oscar Robinson averaged a triple double, he did not win the MVP because they valued winning more than just that. And I believe mm-hmm. that. James Harden, because he had, I think Houston, he either had the best record or top three in the league at least. Yes. And he, and he was leading the league in assist. I believe that year. No, no, he was leading the league in scoring and he was second in assist. I believe Yes, Mm -hmm. Westbrook led the league in assist. He was second in assist to me. Dude, we can go back. Nobody had averaged over 35 points in a, in a, since Jordan in 87, 88, averaged 37. And Harden's up there at 36 points something like, dude, James Harden. And again, I get if you don't find his game appealing. I know he's out there hunting for fouls. But the man, that's a bad man right there. All right. To say that's the least. So, that's a bad man. So uh, the only person, again, that pokes out to me that should have probably been on there. Um, is and I, I know he hasn't been really healthy all year long, but it, it would probably be Drew Holiday for helping bring a championship to Milwaukee last year. Is that the Chris Middleton, or did Chris Middleton in your mind just deserve to be there? Oh, he deserved to be there. I mean, Chris Middleton 
once stepped up in the finals, but he's the second fiddle on the championship team. And he's, it, it, he, it's not like a second fiddle. And we're talking about like, yeah, he, he averages like 15 and three and three, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, my man is yeah. out there putting up, putting up numbers and playing defense. Hitting big shots. Oof. Yeah. Chris, it's not even a question. Does Chris Middleton deserve to be on there? Hell yeah. Only thing you would say again is health. As far as if you didn't want some of these players from the bucks to be on there, had they played enough games necessarily to be there, but all three of them deserve to be on the all-star team, to be honest with you. I feel especially like they were key and they were they were no, we don't view them as a big three, but they were their big three. And like, dog, when I look, I've seen if I could tell you about like, damn, you'd be like as a kid growing up, like, why the hell is this person on the all-star team? And it'd be like, because they were in the finals or they won the finals <laughs> right. the year before. You'd be like, this is a trash all-star team, and that's how it used to be. Where I mean, if you pulled it off, you deserve to be rewarded. Cause to me, to, to a certain degree. I view my all-star, definitely it starts at the beginning of the season, but really it's from the halfway point of last year to now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if you if you end hot at the end of last year, you keep that going now, here's your reward. So yeah. that's just my, my – like that's that. how I view it. That's how I view it. Yeah, All that right, makes Ryan. a lot of sense. I'm with what you. about you? Drew what, on, on, the, on the West and the East, if you had to put somebody on there, who would it be and who would you take off? Honestly – I like yours. I like the Anthony Edwards um, instead of Donovan Mitchell with the health factor. I mean, Anthony Edwards, to me, he's just been so crazy, just like fun to watch. Like, that's a perfect guy you need to bring on there. And, you know, is he that much less than Donovan Mitchell? Yes, because of playoff appearances. But I don't know about play on the court. Um, I do really like the Drew Holiday one too. I, I am so sick of people disrespecting Drew Holiday, and especially when right. you look at that Finals yet last year. Yeah, right. he struggled offensively, and it was very frustrating to watch. But the way he was bodying up on defense, like right. put some respect on that man's put name, and he you was still that. putting that ball. Yeah, and he was assisting, like he was being a true point guard. He just struggled at scoring, but he still gave you a game and enough scoring in the rest of it to get him over the hump. Giannis now letting that thing go to seven. It's like, nope. But in this right now, boy, ooh, that was something. That was, that was something. Cool. That was a fight. The only fight. thing I hated about that, it was such an amazing finals. I was kind of hoping for game seven. I, I like as soon as it ended, I was like, Oh, the drugs go. You had the drugs to take. You had to take. This is bad. You had to take it. You had to take because you don't want to. You didn't want to dance like that. Yeah, that no. The you Bucks. I don't think would have won that finals. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. You don't. You you didn't want to dance with them and with that squad, man. So I'm happy. Like now, I'm I'm so happy if Phoenix win this year. Like if I can get, it's nothing better than. I could get my player that I wanted to win. I, I want him to win a little bit more than CP3 last year. He has it in Giannis. And now it's like, man, CP3, get yours. And I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that Chris Paul is having this renaissance later in his career to where, it, it, like, in my head, I'm a re, I'm reevaluating the Banana Boat 4. Like, I'm like, okay, so Melo, <laughs> you, you're here. LeBron's you're, driving. LeBron uh, is at the top, here. but it's like, I mean, you have to Melo's in the back. You have to put weight on top of Chris Paul, but Chris Paul is really making that harder in a way with how the longevity of his career and not just longevity, how great he still is at the back end of his career. Right. You know what I'm He's saying? He's like that so, little brother trying to steal shotgun. You're like, come on, bro. Get the hell out of here. Hey, man. Hey, man. If Chris, dude, it'll be so great 
for the one of the last last members of the Banana Boat Four is still playing, and three of them are still playing. Um, no, yeah, three of them are still yeah. playing. Melo and, and LeBron and Chris Paul, but Melo's uh, playing at a limited, a more limited role now, coming off the bench with the Lakers, and Bron is still a beast to say the least. Uh, but for Chris Paul, someone who I feel like we all kind of written off where if you don't do it in Houston, it's never going to work, basically. Right. right? Like, yeah, and, and, and then it was like, OK, who's going to get him out of OKC? And then when he ended up with the Suns, the last thing we thought were the Suns were going to make the finals. And yes, there were teams that were injured, but that was still the last thing that we thought the Suns were going to make the finals. And here the Suns are doing it again. I got to just argue with one thing, though, because my bet's going to come true. The Bulls are going to get to the finals. I don't want to see them Suns win it this year. Sorry. Want these Bulls to oh, win yeah. that. They get not there. A, no, if this, first of all, listen, <laughs> I couldn't even I couldn't even watch Chris Paul if he beats my team in the finals. Right. I oh, love I'm, I'm that type of person. That's too. a whole dude. I don't even want to ruin the vibes that I have for Chris Paul. I know with him have because it would be like I couldn't even appreciate Chris Paul the same way. If it's like especially just how rough and rugged on top of the skill, how rough and rugged if he did my team like that. Right. He's 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 nutmegging and nut punching guys. On oh, my squad. oh, yeah, no. Yes. That's why, like, I'm fuck the Dodgers all the way because of them beating the Cubs. I can't help it. I love the Dodgers, but. I love the Dodgers. I love the Dodgers. They ain't beat my team. All right. So. <laughs> they beat you in the World Series. We're going to start the fuck the Dodgers oh, club. Full of fucking hate. Full of fucking hate. They take, take my squad out. No, we're going we're going through San Diego when we win ours. Uh, but uh, <laughs> all right, Ryan, what do you got for me? Well, speaking of MLB. This? They have requested the help of a federal mediator in these negotiations. How bad of a sign is this? Um, I don't know. I'm, you know what? I'm not educated enough to say if it's a bad sign. You know what? No, I'll say it's a good sign. What does sign. your gut tell you then? I'll say it's a good sign. And you know why I'll say it's a good sign? Because it's February 3rd. And they're like, instead of waiting and messing around and still bickering back and forth and have not come to an agreement, Prior to when spring training is supposed to open up, they're like, all right, let's get somebody in here and try to see if we can fix this. Again, I don't – this is the thing, too, and I know – believe me, I love off-season baseball. Off-season baseball is probably it's my f- favorite sport. It's probably my favorite off-season just Ooh, in general. That's a I watch great so, question. I the NFL so, draft would be up there for me. But see, that's not – MLB see, that's the, off-season – but see, the, the 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 football draft is like a month, you know, because you kind of looking at stuff prior to it. And I look, I'm not the draft is Combat's in March, right? Out? No, what? April, end of April. April, okay, April. But it used to be, didn't it? Did they push it back? Okay, whatever, whatever. No, no, they push but it back the, that it's played in May. Now okay. it's back to end of April. But but the MLB off season is from like November. It's literally like after the World Series till pitchers and catchers report. That's what I was about to say. So it's so long, dog. That like I, I, all I, all look. I haven't turned on hot stove in the morning because what news are you going to get? I love watching hot stove when when they turn it on. It's got the like no network signal. Like it's broken. I mean, I just especially I I guess like this too. Especially with my team that's looking to contend. Um, So. To me, at this point, I, I just don't think this is going to go far into the season. I I just don't believe it. I don't believe the players have the the you know what's to do it. All right, I don't, I don't, I don't, 
I don't. You're gonna have to show me. Yeah, it's, and then I'll tell the you usual, When checks are missed, that's when things get done. Right, and I don't even know if they're gonna go all the way to when checks are getting missed. I mean, yeah, dude. Let's just not forget that. And I know these guys still got paid. They almost missed the season due to COVID, and they had a, sh- a shortened season because of COVID. You know what I'm saying? So, it, it, and you it, know those free agents that signed that billion dollar cumulative like deals. They're looking to get that payment done right away. Right. And I mean, let's not also forget thinking about it during that COVID period. What was there? Wasn't there money like prorated? They didn't like get their whole. I don't know if they got their whole check that that season. I could be yeah, wrong. No, no, no. It was prorated. Yeah, up. they had to come to an agreement. That was one of the things they had to agree on. So it's there's some guys with some missing some M's that thought they was going to have some M's. And on mm-hmm. top of that, let's just say if they do things. If they're if they're at the uh, guys that are uh, uh, do sign do signings and stuff and they make money in the offseason off of that that that's been down because of the pandemic. So again, I don't know. They sh- I mean they sh- I wish they would fight for what they want, right? But th- it's easy for me to say that because one, I'm not in that situation, and two, I don't have to sacrifice what they may have to sacrifice. Yeah, uh, I think for me, I've just had a bad feeling about all of this. It's crazy. Pitchers and catchers are reporting in like less than two weeks. If it was like if the agreement was reached, if everything was regular per usual. And I'm also just dying. I'm missing that playoff or the baseball hot stove, especially when you saw all those contracts getting signed. And ooh, the Cubbies were trying to make some noise late, late before that deadline. Crazy, though. But think about it. It's about to be so fun when all these guys have to sign in a matter of weeks and figure out where they're going to go. And they're going to open the floor. I just don't think I don't think we're going to miss a ton of spring training. Now, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think we're going to miss a ton of spring. And training. honestly, I wouldn't mind missing a lot of spring training. Spring training is a little too much for me. Like we okay. can cut that down. I don't like missing the off season. Spring training is just like, oh, that's a nice little ditty right there. But. I don't know. Do you watch many spring training games? Maybe one or two if I'm not get, there. Depends on I get in a few. I get in a few. I'm with you. And all, today players stay in shape year round, so it's not like you got to got to come in and really have to Yeah, back in the day you got to put down the the smokes, you got to right. put down the booze, you got to stop <laughs> selling insurance. You know, all the other stuff you were doing, like, yeah, now you you train. You, all right, you know, let me put down this hero sandwich and go back to baseball. <laughs> so, you know, I, again, I, could be, I could be wrong. And you just I just said it wasn't up against it. I guess if it's two weeks, it is up against it. But I figure I feel like they're going to get this done. I, I, I do. Well, you've really maintained do. that they're going to get it done before the season starts. And I I guess I don't necessarily have that same optimism, but I can see it. I can see that happening. It, all it takes is some breakthrough conversations. And at least like going back to this up for grabs, a mediator should help in that because they're not doing crap doing it without one. True. True. All right. We always appreciate it. And we will be back um, perhaps this weekend or if not this weekend, it'll be one of these uh, upcoming weekends where we do something a little bit of flippish and bring the flip back at some capacity. Um, with rotating guests on here with Ryan and myself. As always, especially if you're in the Midwest or the the East Coast or wherever, I know there's some places where it's been flooding too. Uh, please stay safe. If you're in Las Vegas, enjoy your life. Um, 
Ryan and me always appreciate it. It's and chilly. definitely don't do anything <laughs> crazy before you hear from us.